Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Get a coach. Find somebody that's already had a tremendous amount of success and model what they've done. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times given us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too. And make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We don't get in any fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. We've spoken to Jay Papazon, the co-author of The One Thing with Gary Keller, Barbara Corcoran, Robert Kiyosaki, and a whole bunch of others. And today we're going to be talking to Chris Waters. His team is the number one agent in Austin, according to Austin Business Journal, Inc. 500. I might have butchered that. Is that correct? Did I say that right, Chris? You're, will you correct me if I didn't? Absolutely. 2016, we won the number one award for most transactions in volume for a real estate team in the city of Austin. Also, we're recipients on the Inc. 5000 awards. Those are two big accolades we got this year. And we've also appeared in the Real Trends report on Wall Street Journal as one of the top real estate teams in the United States. Those are some of the accolades we've picked up. Awesome. Thank you for clarifying. He also has experience with title insurance, acquisition, hard money lending, mortgage, banking, 
He's a graduate of Texas State University and San Marcos, and he's based in Austin, Texas. So with that being said, Chris, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Graduated, got a degree in finance, was always really interested in real estate, doing like development deals and things like that. Was also very entrepreneurial driven, but I didn't have the money to get into commercial development to get my feet wet. I thought I'd go into residential real estate. So about 10 years ago, got my real estate license right out of college. I joined Keller Williams. I was only there for three to four months and got out of the industry altogether. And at the end of 2009, got back into residential real estate and I coincidentally had had my real estate license active all four years, even though I wasn't actively participating. And I was able to go get my broker's license. So I went out and pure ignorance, I didn't know what I didn't know and started a real estate brokerage out of the gate in the summer of 2010. And I used the team model that many people are familiar with and that is referenced in the book, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, and scaled that MREA model in three and a half years, got to a net of seven figures. I've been told by a couple of different people, we scaled it faster than anybody in the history of real estate in terms of getting to a seven figure net. And so anyways, we're at a point now in our business where what I've kind of realized in the real estate industry, there's a lot of these franchise systems out there. And when you buy these franchise systems, you're basically learning how to recruit real estate agents. So Century 21, Sotheby's, Keller Williams, Coldwell Banker, If you buy one of these franchise systems, you're very much buying the systems to learn how to, I hate to say this, but create a puppy mill for real estate agents, if you will, and just hire as many as you possibly can. It's just strictly a numbers game. And some brokers do a better job than others at supporting and training those agents. It gets difficult to support and train agents when you've got hundreds or thousands of them. And so I always felt like there was very much a disservice to these entrepreneurial type real estate agents that really had the ambition to want to build out this team model. And so for the last two years, we've been putting all the infrastructure in place to launch nationally the very first franchise system for the real estate team model. So that's actively what we're working on now. I still have my office here in Austin. We'll do somewhere around 130 million in sales, 500 transactions. We have another team in San Antonio, just south of Austin. Its trajectory has been amazing. We also have another uh, team that we built up in a a small town. We wanted to test how our system would work in a smaller city. And that team's been going for about a year and a half and amazing on trajectory to be the number one real estate team in the city. So anyways, that's kind of a little brief history and moving forward, what we're working on. Help me understand as someone who's not a real estate agent and I haven't gone to school for it. So... When you say it's the first franchise system for the real estate team model, in my mind, I don't understand that. So help me understand it because when I think of Keller Williams, for example, that in my novice mind, it's a real estate brokerage and they have teams. So what is exactly the differentiating feature of yours where you say it's the first franchise system for a real estate team model? To scale the team model, there's a lot of systems, processes, and just operational procedures you have to have in place. Like, for example, at Keller Williams or any of these brokerage shops, you've got to pay a lot of fees to go through your training to learn various topics to scale the team model. And so basically what we put in place, an online training platform, and each position within the team model, we've built out course modules for each of those positions 
within the real estate team model, and then we back them up with course certifications that each individual within those positions of the team can go online and take. So there's not these incremental costs that you as a team owner are going to incur in our system. Whereas, for example, you go in one of the traditional brokerages, you hire people, you're going to have these incremental costs as you hire people within your team and it increase your risks. So there's three things to scaling any business. It doesn't matter what it is. And this comes from Vern Harnish, great book, Scaling Up. It's people, processes, and cash. And so when you go under a traditional franchise brokerage, there's a lot of incremental expenses you incur as you're trying to build this micro team underneath another brokerage. And so a lot of those incremental costs we've been able to automate, and we've also been able to take out a lot of the guesswork in terms of who to hire, when to hire them, what lead generation systems to implement, when to implement those systems, all of the training, which helps you leverage your time as a team leader. As you're scaling the team model, as the Rainmaker, you're kind of doing a million different things. And it's really hard for you to take the time to train people as you hire them. So, for example, the online training platform we've created, which has course certifications to make sure you can test people that they understand and have the competence to do the job. All of these things help leverage the team owner's time to improve their ability to scale much faster. And you're not having to pay, for example, $299 a class to send one of your salespeople to go take some training. Got it. Okay. So the main difference is an online training platform that's a plug-and-play versus paying for course certification or paying for hours to spend in a course training your new employees. Right, exactly. So when I reference scaling up, it's about the people and your cash. And so regarding people, we've got the online training platform to help you lower your costs so you don't have so much incremental costs as you hire people. Also part of our system is we have coaching calls for every single one of our franchisee partners as we bring them on board. Tuesdays are buyer agent role-playing focused. Wednesdays are listing agent role-playing focused. And then Thursdays are leadership focus that are specifically for our franchisee owners and our expansion partners. Just to back up for a second, some of these other brokerages charge these very high costs to get their agents enrolled in coaching. For example, there's a plethora of real estate coaching companies out there, and they're all incredibly powerful. I've been through most of them. I've personally gone through a lot of them. They were instrumental in my growth as an agent. But as you're trying to scale a team, if you're paying $1,500 a month for each one of your salespeople to go through training, you know that really adds up. And the, the whole thing in scaling a team and being able to do it really quickly is you really need to preserve your cash as much as possible and reinvest that into your lead generation systems. And so that's the second big core component of what it is we're offering. I know exactly which systems are going to work. So that certainty that you want is something you get when you get into our franchise system. Typically, most of these brokerages, they're going to recommend a plethora of different types of lead generation systems out there you can use to generate buyer and seller leads. Well, we've got proven and documented success. We know what works, what doesn't work, the cadence all the different components of having successful lead generation systems, we've already pre-built out, so you take a lot of guesswork out of it. I've invested over $5 million just in lead generation. I've probably wasted at least half of that in things that didn't end up working out. So think about it. If you want to scale a team really quickly, you don't want to be deferring 85% of your income for five plus years to figure out what works. So that opportunity cost is massive. If you can get involved with a franchise system that tells you, hey, this is exactly what you do. Don't question it. Don't do anything else. Do this. 
you don't have to worry about screwing up and making all the same costly mistakes I did. Let's talk about that $5 million in lead generation. Half of it didn't work out. What half didn't work out and what'd you learn from it specifically? So ultimately, there's so many different components to why some things worked and why some pieces didn't work. I'll just give an example. So we did a huge push with direct mail. And I know with your podcast, you really are out there pushing to a lot of investors and yellow letters are really big. And these other various things to go after absentee owners are really big. And so in real estate, we're trying to attract a traditional consumer that's interested in selling their home for retail. And so we tried a couple different things. We tried a a magazine format that was very community focused and we sent it out to a zip code of about a little over 20,000 people. And we were sending out the magazine once a month. We did it for six months and decided to stop. And what I discovered is in the team model, if you're implementing the team model, you as the team leader and the team owner, you're not going to be able to go on these listing appointments. And to have a lot of success in farming, you need to be the one actually out in the community, involved in community events, getting involved in the schools and doing these different things. So that was one of my big ahas with doing farming when we did community newsletter type deals. I couldn't personally be out there and be as involved as I should have been. When people would call in to us because they got our community newsletter, they were requesting to talk to me. And you know, I was running the team. I was working on higher level things, operations, financial related things. I mean, I was the CEO, or I like to call it the CXO, overseeing the higher level positions within the company. And so I couldn't be the one going on appointments any further as the team scaled. And we got to a point where we were doing hundreds and hundreds of deals a year. I want to make sure I'm understanding what you just said about the magazine format because I was taking notes and then I wasn't able to, to follow exactly. So help me a little bit. You said you did a magazine format, sent it out to 20,000 people about once a month for six months and that did not work out or it did? It does work. We'll get calls. My conversions were low and it didn't work for our business model because it's not a scalable lead generation system where I can hand the lead off to one of my salespeople because it does create such an intimate relationship with the consumer. They get really familiar with my face. And and again, if you're doing this right, again, you're involved in the community. Maybe you volunteer, you do different local events. And the newsletter, the things you have to put in this newsletter are things that are very relevant to the community. So you need to be talking about garage sales and things going on at the school and the football calendar coming up. You have to create a very intimate type of relationship. And so it's not a scalable solution for the team model. I guess to do a better job framing this lead generation system, it does work. It's just a very challenging thing to scale within the real estate team model where you as a team leader are not the one that's physically going to be going on the appointments and getting involved in these community events. Does that make sense? Yes. And when you say magazine format, and then you mentioned newsletter, that's the, are you interchanging them? So makes sense. If you would have changed the ads from your face to something like more Waters International or something, so it's not dependent on you, do you think you would have had more scalable results? So that brings up a great point. So basically what we pivoted to was we pivoted to doing ads in the city newspaper. So like it's the one that gets distributed to over 100,000 people. And so it was less about me and just more about adding really valuable content in the actual paper. So like the Austin American Statesman, the paper that services the greater Austin area. We now do a weekly column 
in the Austin American Statesman paper, and we just provide a lot of value, and the cost per thousand on that is substantially less, and I don't have to worry about them wanting to only talk to me. So that's what we pivoted towards, and we've had just massive success doing that. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a magazine, one, you've got to pay someone to help you put the magazine together, create the content, the cost of sending it out. I mean, for 20,000 people, it gets pretty expensive. And so cost per thousand is very high. And so you've got to make sure you can capitalize on every single opportunity that comes in from sending out this magazine slash community paper. We did one that was in full color, a super nice full bleed color to the edges. So again, cost per thousand was very high compared to us doing it in the Austin American Statesman. And we had better success converting the opportunities that were coming in using the local newspaper versus doing our own little community specific newspaper. You said you have a weekly column in the paper and you provide content. So does that mean that you or one of your team members writes about whatever's going on in Austin and that's in the newspaper and it's branded with your company's information? Yep, exactly. So the column in the paper is is really about coming from a place of trying to be really genuine and very educational. So it doesn't look like one of those typical ads. It's like all like blown up with graphics and talking about me, 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 and how great I am or whatever and all my awards. It's a very educational column that we put in the newspaper. And of course, obviously, we've got somebody, it's kind of like they're interviewing us, asking questions. It's a third-party writer. So it's somebody not within my organization, and they'll call and ask us questions, and they draft the piece, and then we put it in the paper. Wow, that's interesting. And when you look at it as a reader who gets the newspaper, is it in like the ads section, or is it in an editorial section? And if it's an editorial, does it say this is an ad? How is it framed up? Great question. So it does not look like anything like an ad. And it's in a very specific section of our paper that's a real estate-focused section of the paper. And whenever you flip to that section of the newspaper, the very front page at the bottom in small print, it says these are not editorials. These are advertisements from local and national businesses or something along those lines. Yep. So a little disclaimer at the bottom in small print. But honestly, you have a hard time telling that it's not an ad. And honestly, I know you've got a lot of investors listening to this podcast. And it's been amazing because, it again, it doesn't look like some big ad. It looks like a very authentic and genuine column trying to add value to the readers of the newspaper. And it's being syndicated to a huge population of people. And the absolute best part and why I love the newspaper so much is because your average person that's picking up the paper is aged 45 to 65, which are people that typically own real estate and they've got a lot of equity in the house. Makes sense. How much do you spend per month on that venture right there? It's about $1,000 a week for each story we have published in the newspaper. And are you able to track cause and effect on that with leads coming in? We have an inside sales team set up. So we have these vanity phone numbers that are assigned to all the different lead generation systems we utilize, whether it's radio, TV, billboards, direct mail, online, whatever. So we use a vanity phone number that's put in the newspaper, and then we have a landing page built out. We use a provider called leadpages.net. And we have multiple landing pages built out, and we use that on the ad. And then when my inside sales team, when they get inbound calls, they're asking the people, how did you hear about us? And they say the paper. We'll ask them, you know, oh, that's great. What story did you read? And then in our CRM system within Salesforce, 
our inside sales team is recording the source of the lead. What's your best advice ever for real estate investors based on your experience in the industry? Best advice for real estate investors. And it can be about building a team, building a model, anything as it relates to your personal experience getting to this point in your career. I'd say the number one thing I can tell anyone is don't try to reinvent the wheel. Get a coach. Find somebody that's already had a tremendous amount of success and model what they've done and use it as a foundation to build upon before you start getting really, get all creative with all these different ideas on how to build out your company and different lead generation systems. So number one thing I can recommend is get a coach, get somebody that's got proven success in the real estate investing arena. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, it is here. Well, it's almost here. February 24th and 25th. The conference, the best ever conference. Have you signed up yet? Oh, if you haven't, you better sign up right now. It's going to sell out. Besteverconference.com. I'm going to be there. A bunch of the guests who you've heard interviewed on the show are going to be there. Just go to besteverconference.com and look at all the speakers that you're going to hear from that will help you move your business forward in 2017. I want to meet you in person. The best ever guests who are speaking at this event want to meet you in person. And people who haven't been interviewed on this podcast who are speaking at the conference, they want to meet you in person. Go to besteverconference.com. What's the best ever book you've read? Best book. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Uh, That's a great one. Going to UPW, uh, Unleash the power within yes upw in uh florida november 2017 went to one and it's a great stuff it's awesome i went to the one in new jersey a couple years ago and now i'm bringing my fiance to this one that's awesome best ever way you'd like to give back that's a great question and something i'm personally trying to figure out i was in the process of starting up a nonprofit to offer housing to disabled vets and homeless And I did that for the last two years, and we had some challenges with city ordinances and a plethora of other issues, and unfortunately had to shut it down, which was devastating. But something in the real estate world regarding housing, helping people in less fortunate ways, I want to find some kind of path to help with affordable housing and help people that are going through some challenging thing in their life to help them have a forward and positive trajectory in the future and kind of give them a step up to help them accelerate that process. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in business? Biggest mistake, lacking humility. How have you reconciled that? Well, for me personally, it happened 10 years ago. I told you earlier when I joined Keller Williams 10 years ago, I was only 22 years old and I'd had a lot of success up to that point in my life. I was very entrepreneurial I sold a company that I was building throughout college, and I wasn't being very humble to the leadership and coaching I was receiving when I first got into real estate. 
So I try to constantly remind myself, especially when things are going really, really good, I try to remind myself to remain humble, to always be open to learning new things, and remember that what I have now could be gone overnight because you just never know what could what could happen in life, you know? What is the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? The best place to reach me would probably be on Facebook. If anybody wants to reach out to me, they could add my profile on Facebook and feel free to send me a message on Facebook. And I'd love to chat with anybody listening to the show. I get an endorphin high off helping people in the real estate industry and love just sharing with other people things that have worked and what hasn't worked in our company. Well, yeah, and you certainly did that during our conversation. I'm really grateful for you sharing the lessons you've learned as an entrepreneur, building your company, building the soon-to-be the first franchise system for the real estate team model. Thank you for elaborating on that and also talking through how it's differentiated with that online training platform and allowing the team to scale faster in a cost-effective way. And then also talking about the tactical things from a marketing standpoint that have worked and that have not worked and what you're doing right now in that one example with the newspaper. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Joe. Best ever listeners, it is here. Well, it's almost here. February 24th and 25th. The conference, the best ever conference. Have you signed up yet? Oh, if you haven't, you better sign up right now. It's going to sell out. Besteverconference.com. I'm going to be there. A bunch of the guests who you've heard interviewed on the show are going to be there. Just go to besteverconference.com and look at all the speakers that you're going to hear from that will help you move your business forward in 2017. I want to meet you in person. The best ever guests who are speaking at this event want to meet you in person. And people who haven't been interviewed on this podcast who are speaking at the conference, they want to meet you in person. Go to besteverconference.com.